This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Um, we go to the beach in T-minus less than a week and I am so, I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. When I say I need to get away. I mean it so deeply. I'm so excited for us. I am too. I'm planning on buying like 200 like freezer pops. Yeah. And just. That's the best idea. Going to town on those. Yeah. <laughs> Enough to share. Yeah. So you can have as many freezer pops as you want. Thank you. But um, but yeah, that's kind of what I was vibing mm-hmm. for the beach. But I'm so excited. I know. That's like all I'm looking forward to right now. But this week is going to be insane at work. Like, this week's nuts for me too. But. Vacation is Vacation almost here. Vacation is almost here. I was on a boat all day yesterday, though. A boat? Yeah, my family. So my grandma, Karen's mom, mm-hmm. is in town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for Bree's graduation. And um, they rented a boat uh, for Lake Lanier That's yesterday. That's so fun. So took the day off, went to Lake Lanier, rode around on a boat. And I was like, when I got off it, though, I was like, I feel so jostled. <laughs> and like, I didn't even go like tubing because I'm like, that's probably not safe. Yeah. Um, and I didn't spend like that much time like deep in the water. Like, I think we had like a, we had the tubing floating mm-hmm. piece. And so at one point I was just like floating on it while yeah. the boat was stationed. But um, I mean, it was fun. But I was like, I got off that boat and I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can eat dinner tonight. I need to just like settle whatever's happening because you don't realize when you're on it like how oh yeah the movement is but the second you step off you're like whoa yeah hello hello <laughs> yesterday was a perfect boat day it was so hot yesterday look at me though i know I'm not no you did well i'm like and i like just was napping in the sunshine <laughs> most of the day like at the front of the boat i was just like that's the best it oh, was so nice on a boat day i felt like a little kitty cat <laughs> just like napping in the sunshine so but anywho, yeah, it was perfect. I was worried because the high was like 90-something, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel that at all. I'm good. And since we went on a Friday, there was hardly anybody else. Oh, yeah. That's ideal. the best. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back for another episode. This is episode two. Of season four. Yes. Um, How, how do we sound? Do we sound louder to you? Are we louder? We have heard your not complaints please you're please <laughs> you're pleased to be louder and we have bought some new equipment that we're hoping helps helps <laughs> the problem um so let us know but hopefully you can hear us and if we're too loud just turn it down just turn it down because <laughs> this is what you're gonna get from now on 
Um, so this week we're doing chapters five through eight, and this week's chapter is called "In Good Company." Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of good company. Lots of good company. Um, anything high level before we dive in chapter by chapter? Um, I think like the last chapter with Cassian's names for Nesta stances was <laughs> like one of my favorite parts of this book. Yeah. I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, we'll I love get getting that. Cassian first. That's one of my, the most enjoyable parts of this book. For it sure. really is. Yeah. Um, okay. So chapter five. Summary is short and sweet, and it's a sweet chapter. Yeah. Uh, Reese and Feyre have a moment alone. What yeah. did you notice? It just, it feels like a couple living a, a normal life. I know. Good for them. Like, they're just talking about their days, bickering, sexy time. Like, life just feels good in this moment. I love it. Yeah. It's so sweet. Also, um, listeners, sorry, I have like, I'm getting over a cold. So oh, if I sound right. a little raspy, or as I've been told, sexy... Um, it is quite sexy. That's that's why I'm getting over a cold. <laughs> Her voice is not changing. It no. is. <laughs> no, you sound wonderful. Um, you should have heard her a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, I could not talk a few days ago. Um, okay, so yeah, right off the bat, Reese comes home. He comes into their room and he goes right where I left you. And mm-hmm. Faye was like, "Is this? Isn't this all I'm good for?" And to your point, it just, it feels like a normal married couple moment. It's just like cute bickering, like, and Farrah's just being a mother hen, just concerned because he hasn't eaten all day. So she brings him food. I was like, it's just, it's sweet. It's coupley. It is. It's just really precious moments. Mm -hmm. Um, She brings him basically the entire kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's see. Oh, we learned about Faye periods this chapter. I was, of all (laughs) the topics ever to be discussed in this book this was not something i was ever ever planning on reading about world building man we're going we're getting all the details yes (laughs) so apparently like i don't know so he twice a year twice a year reese said like she was thrashing on the bed as if someone had gutted her and i was like that sounds terrible i mean i know like terrible our periods are terrible sorry male listeners but like you know yeah like our periods are terrible but this one sounds like gut-wrenching she says it's like a biannual week of stomach shredding agony like living bonds of lightning flashing through me i mean mine's not that bad (laughs) i mean we can at least function right when this is happening she's like incapacitated for a week it's happening during like a war (laughs) (laughs) like what do they do yeah like what did this happen three months ago four months ago you'd have been screwed well good timing i guess Yes, mm-hmm. but that does obviously spark her mind in thinking about potential baby and family building. Right, like we're reminded how hard it is for Faye to conceive, um, and apparently Reese has been taking a contraceptive brew, which I was like, Convenient. SJM, well, thank you for making the male the one that takes the contraceptive. Oh, oh You yes. know what I mean? Like, why does the woman always have to do it? You know what, Sarah? That's an amazing point. Yeah. I so. love that so much. That's I appreciated that, SJM. Especially in the time we live in right yeah. now. <laughs> um, no, I love that that's what you took. Me, I was just like, convenient. We have contraceptives. But um, but no, but it also has her just thinking about like 
what she saw with the bone carver Mm -hmm. and their future child. And she says, um, he hadn't pushed or asked. I'd once told him that I wanted to live with him, experience life with him before we had children. I still held to that. There was so much to do. Our days too busy to even think about bringing a child into the world. My life full enough that even though it would be a blessing beyond measure, I would endure a twice a year agony for the time being and help my sisters with them too. So it's just like, you know, Feyre, this is top of mind for Feyre. It's mm-hmm. just like, can we? But with it being twice a year and with Faith, you know, childbearing being so rare, she's mm-hmm. also questioning like, is it selfish? Yeah, like should I even be taking wait? this? Should we even be waiting? Should we just like, mm-hmm. if it happens, happens? Mm-hmm. So lots to like. Think about. Ponder there. Yeah. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Um, and let's see what else we hear a little bit about Lucian mm-hmm. too, um, and just how he's trying with Elaine. Yeah, um, and we also like learn that Reese hasn't forgiven him for how he treated Farah after Under the Mountain, even though Farah says that she's forgiven him. She says, "I've forgiven him for that." And then Reese goes, "Well, you forgive me if I can't." Icy rage darken the stars in those violet eyes. You still can barely talk to Nesta, yet Elaine, you can talk to nicely. And Reese says, Elaine is Elaine. She says, if you blame one, you have to blame the other. And Reese says, no, I don't. Elaine is Elaine. Nessa is, she's Illyrian. I mean that as a compliment, but she's an Illyrian at heart. So, so there is no excuse for her behavior. And Farrah goes, she's more than made up for it this summer, Reese. And he says, I cannot forgive anyone who made you suffer. She says, they're my family. You have to forgive Nesta at some point. Should that be my solstice gift to you? Forgiving Nesta for letting her 14-year-old sister go into those woods? Like, Reese is, like, harboring this grudge. I mean, yes. like, I agree. Nesta sucked. Yes. For, like, a long, long time. But she she freaking killed Highburn. I know. Like, I do I think that <clears throat> actions not related to, like, other actions justify, like, she was it bad didn't necessarily to- cancel it out but like clearly she's trying she acted terribly to farah but she killed hybern but like the two aren't interconnected like yeah. doing a good thing to like save prithian doesn't necessarily mean you're treating your sister well yeah. so it's like i understand they're not related and you can still be mad at nesta for that but also like you should still be mad at elaine like i don't care that yeah. elaine is elaine and she's so sweet she treated farah terrible too she didn't yeah. do anything to help her so i it bothers me that Reese forgives elaine but not nesta yeah no i agree and also i didn't mean to like inappropriately laugh when you started reading that quote because i saw a note of mine and it says is reese a taurus too and i just it definitely could be for sure so um that just that i I was like oh funny alex good good note there Mm -hmm. but no i totally agree with you i'm like you you have to blame elaine too like elaine is also her older sister like And I feel like you can forgive Lucian, too, because yeah. he helped Farah escape, like, after. Like, I know he was terrible in the moment, but, like, her and Lucian got out of the spring court together, and yeah. they fought his brothers together. So yeah. I think Lucian should be forgiven I agree. as well. But, I yeah, I don't know. We're holding grudges. All right. I can't judge, but, like, <laughs> we're holding grudges right now, apparently. Yep. Um, it is interesting, just like on a side note, um, cause like foreshadowing silver flames is not from 
Feyre's perspective. Right. So we'll get to see Reese in a different light then. Yeah. And I think it's interesting how this book kind of like bridges that gap of seeing like different sides to Reese Mm -hmm. that maybe make him not seem as like perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think in, you know, the second and third book of this series, he kind of was coming across that way in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because we're seeing things through like, Feyre's eyes who's falling in love with him and like this is still technically through Feyre's eyes at this moment but it's like it's nice that we're starting to see him as a whole person it's not just like a one-sided skewed version yeah so I I appreciate how SJM does that because there there are people who are like oh Reese is so annoying to me in this Mm -hmm. book and I'm like he seems like an actual like person now to me who like does really good things but also has a really shitty side Mm because we all do yeah so, anywho. Um, and then, so, Farah lets him know about the invitation to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not sure yet. Yeah. She says that it, like, feels selfish. Um, but there's the fact that she has too many things she wants to paint, and it almost feels like she wouldn't be able to start. Which, like, I understand that sometimes. It's like, you have so many things you want to do. It's like, you don't even know where to start. So, yeah. it's like, you can't commit to doing anything because you're just like if I do this then I'm not doing that and like it just holds you back from like deciding to do something so I get that yeah it's definitely a struggle Mm -hmm. um let's see we also talk about her birthday yeah which is on solstice yes and I love this quote from Reese he says you were born on the longest night of the year you were meant to be at my side from the very beginning yeah sweet. sweet um but she obviously is like regretting letting anyone know mm-hmm. that it's her birthday which i just don't understand people like that <laughs> i know i'm like an exceptional like let's celebrate birthdays mm-hmm. person but come on yeah i mean talk to your husband he hates birthdays so i, I know i hate like <laughs> i don't get it i don't get it but no i just i think birthdays are such a celebration so i hope i feel like reese is gonna maybe help bring celebration back to birthdays for Feyre. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else are you noticing? Um, just that they're, you know, teasing each other kind of foreplay ish, mm-hmm. but more interrupts them, Classic. which is just funny how she comes in. She's like, let's go. Like Reese, <laughs> I know you need like two hours to get ready. Yeah. So, um, so snuggles, mm-hmm. sexy time. We'll have to wait. Yep, because we're going to the Court of Nightmares. Court of Nightmares. Bum, bum, bum. Chapter six, mm-hmm. which is from Moore's perspective. Yeah. Um, summary is Moore, Feyre, and Reese visit Kier and Eris in the Hewn City. Yeah, so we get to, obviously we get Moore's perspective, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just hear about the story with Eris from her perspective, which is just, I mean, it sucks. Like, yeah. there's no other way to describe it. And it just... Like, it's really sad, the words that, like, stuck with her after all of that. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah. So. Um, Well, it opens up with more talking about the Hewn City, and it was, I I don't know, it just, it made me be like, yikes. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, even the evergreen garlands, holly wreaths, and crackling birchwood fires in honor of the solstice couldn't pierce the eternal darkness that dwelled in the Hewn City. It was the darkness of rotting things, of decay, the smothering darkness that withered all life. Yeah, it doesn't sound pleasant. I don't want to be down here. (laughs) Like, this is terrifying. And it's interesting because it's like we've never heard the Hewn City described that way by Farah or Reese. But it's like this is how more thinks of it because she's so scarred by it, I think. Yes. I think from Farah's perspective, it was 
it was scary, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like smothering darkness. Like no. so intense. But that's because, you know, more had to survive mm-hmm. down there for so long. Like it's so weird picturing her growing up living down in the Hewn City. Yeah. So contrary to who she is. Mm-hmm. So they greet Kieran Harris, um, and Moore just seems to be super pissed that she's there. It's yeah. kind of just the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> it really is, um, which is funny because it's like she wanted to be here. <laughs> like she said specifically, I'm going. Yeah. We're going this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they're kind of chatting, and I think seeing Eris triggers for her this flashback. Right. So we kind of get the story from her perspective. Yes, of when essentially her family had like – beaten the tar out of her and like left her in the autumn court nailed nails yeah like good lord um and so we see her being found by eris Mm -hmm. eris being like don't touch her yeah um and him in a way like it just it feels really cold because he's not being helpful right um but in but he is asking her like i take it you do not want to live here more again which i think is a weird thing to say right it's like he must have read it in her eyes i thought so mm-hmm. i'm like why do you ask her that like to me that i'm just like there's got to be more yeah it's it's interesting but he's he's just trying to straight up leave like not do anything to help her mm-hmm. and like the people with him are even like we can't just leave her here right. and he's like we can and we will um and we're we're moving out yeah um so obviously we know she was found mm-hmm. eventually but this interaction with eris it's it makes sense why she has a distaste in her mouth for him yeah well you know? like the last thing he says because there's one of his like centuries is like no like we have to stay and help and eris mm-hmm. says she chose to sully herself her family chose to deal with her like garbage I've already told them my decision in this matter, and I am not in the habit of fucking Illyrian leftovers. Like, harsh. I know. And, like, those those are the words that, like, stick with her, that she's, like, garbage. Ugh. So. so sad. I know. Um, so we kind of get thrown back into the present with mm-hmm. Hewn City. And um, we're just, we're chatting with her father, Kier, and Eris. And Kier is just, like, pretending, like, more does not exist. Right. Well, I mean, more basically, I feel like in this moment, she doesn't really exist. She's so in her head that it's, like, she can't mm-hmm. even, she doesn't even know what the conversation is. Yeah. That's true, because we're not getting a whole lot of dialogue here. <laughs> no. But, like, Pharaoh winds up saying to Eris, your father is forbidden to cross into the human lands, which, like, is what kind of jolts more back yep. to, like, what's going on. And Eris only shrugged. I don't think it's your call. And I'm mm. like, interesting. But like, I hate to agree. Like, he's right. Why is Farah in charge of deciding what Baron can do? Yeah. Like, she's not. Like, I, I obviously want the good guys to be in charge. Yeah. But in reality, I mean, she's in like, theory leading the peace talks, I guess, that are happening. But but like, you really don't get to make the decisions. No. So. But from here, that's when we find out that. We need to go have a conversation with Tamlin. Right. Because Tamlin's territory is the only one that borders the human lands. And so he's clearly like letting people in. Yeah. To do what they need, whatever they want to do. So mm-hmm. apparently Tamlin needs a little talking to. Yeah. Which is exciting. But I, this is, this for me like really hit with more. Cause it's like when we think back to like, 
um, Akamath when she rescued Farah. Right. Um, she and hearing Tamlin's name, she goes, It didn't ma- it didn't matter what Tamlin had done in the war if he'd brought Baron and the human forces with him, if he'd played Highburn. It was another day, another female lying on the ground that Moore would not forget, could not forgive. It's like I didn't even think mm-hmm. about how triggering that experience might have been to Moore. Yeah. Like yeah, her I didn't response either. in that moment, I'm like, oh, that makes so much Mm-hmm. More sense now why she was willing to be the one to go and help this female she did not know. Like, yeah. we know she has a good heart. Right. But the, like, connection and experiences there is, like... It makes so much ah. of a difference, yeah. Yeah. But we kind of, like, wrap up with Kier continuing to be a dick. Mm-hmm. And them heading on out. Yeah. It's, like, really sad. More just, like, can't think of anything to say. Yeah. She just feels like a coward. She said, pathetic. Cowardly and pathetic. Truth is your gift. Truth is your curse. Say something. But the words to strike down her father did not come. It's, like, what she's thinking to herself. And that's just, like, sad. Because it's, like, more, you are not a coward. You are this, like, warrior female. And that's just, like, how you think of yourself. It's just made me sad for her. It's really sad. Um, okay. Chapter seven. Yep. This is a resand chapter. Mm-hmm. Ba, ba, ba. All right. Um, another short and sweet summary. Reese and Asriel have a chat. I love getting Reese's perspective on Asriel. Yeah. Like it was just, it's such a unique viewpoint of him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just interesting that Reese is actually somewhat scared of him. I thought <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, at the be- in the beginning of this, he's talking about, like, Azriel's shadows. Mm-hmm. And he said, shadows different from anything my power summoned, spoke to. Born in a lightless, airless prison meant to break him. Instead, he had learned its language. Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. It's just, like, crazy. So, Reese and Az are chatting about what's been happening in the Illyrian mm-hmm. camps at this point. And, again... As's perspective, he goes, the Illyrians are pieces of shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not wrong, As. Yeah. At this point, you're not wrong. Yeah. But it turns out there's, like, a lot more clans in the Illyrians, like, war camps that, that are stirring up trouble than we thought. Which yeah. is no bueno. Absolutely not. Um, and As is just, like, pissed at all of them. And he just calls them, like, hypocrites. Yeah. Which I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so we have that going on. And then also, at the same time, we're like, what the hell are the queens doing? Because mm-hmm. they haven't, like, you know, fully returned to their own territories right. either. So it's like, you know, Hybern is dead, but is there still trouble stirring over there? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. And so it's like, we're technically in peacetime, but it doesn't feel very peaceful. It no, feels very chaotic. It's very unstable right now. Yeah. Um, and then even Vasa and Jurian, like, they are down in the human lands. They, they kind of have their own thing going but Mm -hmm. we don't really know like what's happening with them either what are they planning down there Mm -hmm. it's chaos yeah i'm not sure exactly what the conversation is leading up to this but reese says i held his gaze though held that ice cold stare that still sometimes scared the shit out of me (laughs) and that's why i was like wait what like you're are you actually scared of asriel or like is this figure of speech kind of thing i don't know I mean, Azrael is a little scary. He's a little scary. <laughs> Just a little bit. But for the High Lord to be scared, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Mm. You know, he's he knows he is not immortal. Yeah. <laughs> Someone true. who has died recently. True, true. <laughs> um, uh, Lucian gets brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, 
Tamlin and Lucian were not speaking at all when mm-hmm. we left them in Akawar. So now they're spending a holiday together? Yeah, it's a little interesting. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wind up deciding not to tell Cassian about like how many dissenters there are until after the holidays, since he has so much to deal with, mm-hmm. i.e. Nesta, which Nesta. I'm still like not totally getting, but okay. We don't know what, what has happened between the two of them at this no. point. No. Um, and we learn that it turns out that Jurian is kind of like leading the human area next to Prithian. He kind yes. of is like self-proclaimed king over there right now. Him and Vasa. Yeah. He just like, team they it. took over Grayson's mansion, um, which is like. Good for them. I know. So he's kind of just, yeah, leading the humans right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we bring up the whole Tamlin and not really like holding his borders thing. Mm-hmm. And so Reese essentially says that he is going to visit the spring court. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we learned that also about Lucian, like as doesn't track Lucian, which I thought was really interesting. Yes. He says he is Elaine's mate. It would be an invasion of her privacy to track him. Mm. I'm like, really? Like you track, you tracked Amrin, yeah. like you're like superior, but you're not going to track there's Lucian? some weird feelings happening there. He's definitely interested in little Elaine. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And let's see. Um, one other thing I'm noticing is there's a Bryaxis update. Yes. We still don't, still have no idea. As says, not a whisper or a scream for that matter. I'm like, I just can't imagine Bryaxis <laughs> missing. It's like, what is it? Like, is this creature just like wreaking havoc and killing along the way or is it just like content to see the stars now you know what i mean like did it it get just like camping yeah did it get enough killing in the war and now it's just like kind of just chilling in the middle somewhere probably i'm so curious what braxis is up to because i feel like why can't asriel find it that's my thing i'm like if this thing kills like i feel like you'd see like a trail of bodies like to follow or something it's very interesting that think i don't know but i thought that was really funny that braxis was missing it's so funny uh, let's see. Anything else you notice in this chapter? Um, only that, like Reese and Az kind of agree that they're not going to get the sisters' gifts for Solstice. Yes. Um, I felt like that was much too complicated, and we no. get very uncomfortable. So I was like, "That's good. Just let the sisters do gifts for each other." Yes, which I appreciate. Sometimes Richard would be like, "Do I need to get your sisters' gifts?" I'm like, "No, no, nope. no, just don't. Mm-mm. Don't worry about it. I got it. We're fine." <laughs> It's from us. <laughs> it's from it's from us. Well, my sister started doing um we started doing Secret Santa yeah. amongst us. And I'm like, you're not in Secret Santa, so you're fine. You're yeah. perfect. It's just sisters. Just sisters. Just sisters. It's easier this way. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. Okay. So chapter eight. Yep. All right. Cassian's perspective again. And this summary is that Cassian visits a shop in Windhaven. I love this shop owner. I love it. Love, love, love the it. The sass. Um and like yeah, just the, the names that Cassian gave Nesta stances is I'm dying over here. Like, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's evident on how much he's paying attention to her. Yes. Which I just think is so romantic. Yeah. Which I know is like also creepy and stalkerish, but like, <laughs> you know. Kind of cute. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> fine. Um, okay, so he is in Windhaven. Um, last we were with him, right, he was like, I'm going to make these next few days count. Yep. And so he visits this shop, and yep. there's a woman who's running the shop, which is not normal no. for this area. Um, he notices scars on her wings, and this is when we learn about Illyrian's 
wing clipping mm-hmm. females, yep. which prevents them from flying. Right. Which is insane. Did we not know about this in Aquawar? I don't think we did. I feel like we did. Oh, did it? I don't know. Well, I knew we, we talked about them not being able to train. I don't know if it addressed the wing clipping. It's one of those things where I'm like, is this the first time we learned it? I don't know. I thought it was. Possibly. Regardless, we're either learning or relearning. Yes. <laughs> that the Illyrians clip the wings mm-hmm. of females to ground them, right. essentially, which is so messed up. It's terrible. Um, So we know that this female shop owner mm-hmm. has been clipped. Yep. Um, And so... Cassian walks in and he says that he's looking for Proteus, mm-hmm. who I'm, who we're guessing is the previous shop owner. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Proteus died, and the woman before him is his daughter. Yep. Um, and I love that he says. Um, so he's like looking at her, and he says her eyes did not lower, not in the way Illyrian females had been ordered and trained to do. No, even with the clipping scars that proved traditional ways ran brutally deep in her family, she held his stare. It reminded him of Nesta, that stare, frank and unsettling. I love it. I know. I was like, good for you, female, whoever you are. I also just like, again, with what Cassian notices, it's like, he's like, it's, this detail is nice because it's like we're getting clarity on the shop owner. Right. But I think it's also really illustrating where his mind is just like constantly at. Which yeah. is Nesta. Nesta. Mm-hmm. Nesta. Okay. So she introduces herself as Emery mm-hmm. and she says that this is my shop now. A line in the sand and an unusual one. Cassian shook her hand, unsurprised to find her grip strong and unfaltering. Mm-hmm. This is a boss bitch right here. She's yes. like, this is my place. <laughs> I am the owner. I like her. I like her so much. The mm-hmm. energy. Um, and then this is when Cassian starts talking about some of those or poses. And mm-hmm. it's so funny. Well, he says, so the way that she stands, he's like back straight, chin upraised. He'd seen Nesta in that particular pose, too. He called it her I will slay my enemies pose. <laughs> Cassian had named about two dozen poses for Nesta at this point, ranging from I will eat your eyes for breakfast to I don't want Cassian to know I'm reading smut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dying. Like, I love... How do you even know those looks? And I just love the names that you come up with. I know. Oh, so good. It is so sweet. Um, And let's see. So he tells Emery that he is essentially buying out all of her winter gear. Yep. And um, gives her a bunch of money for that. She gives him some money in return and asks if... She, um, if Cassian wants her to get bags and boxes for all of this, and he mm-hmm. says that won't be necessary because he's asking her to deliver them to families in need because there's a big storm coming. Yep. Which is just really sweet. Yeah. Well, and I also like, so going back to the beginning of this chapter, we kind of like, we learn there's a storm coming and Cassian's yep. like walking towards the stores and he sees like, I don't know, there's like three or four stores and basically they're sold out of winter clothes. Yeah. Like in the signs, like sold out, sold out, whatever. That's right. And so That's he sees this that. one that is like fully stocked. So he like goes to that one, obviously. And I mean, obviously, I think we can allude to the fact that like this store isn't bought out because it's owned by a woman. Probably. Which is like really upsetting that it's like people are choosing like that need clothes. They're not going to buy winter clothes just simply because yeah. a woman owns this shop. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's because Cassian like buys everything. And she's like, you're not doing this out of pity. Are you kind of thing? And he's yeah. like, no, like, like I want to give these clothes to, to everybody else. Yeah. So I just, I like that. He's like not pitying her. He's just simply like trying to do good for the people that are crappy to him. Yeah. And like, I think Emery appreciates what he's doing. 
Absolutely. And at one point when he's asking her to deliver them to people who need it, she says, a lot of them don't like me. Mm-hmm. And he says, they don't like me either. You're in good company. Yeah. Like, there's just... It's like a bond. Know. It is a nice little like bond there. And it says, a reluctant curl of her lips at that. Not quite a smile. Certainly not with a male she didn't know. Um, and then he says, consider it good advertising for this shop. Tell them it was a gift from their high lord. She asks, why not you? And he says, better to leave me out of it. And then yeah. she says she'll make the delivery. So it's just like, it's so interesting how like Cassian has to interact mm-hmm. with the Illyrians while trying to do good. Yeah. And then how Emery has to deal with this now. It's just, it's an interesting picture on who Illyrians are and how they function. Yeah. Well, especially sure. after like everybody was like loving on Cassian after that first battle. And then it's like, now they feel betrayed by him. And now it's just like, I don't know. It's pretty crappy. Just how easily swayed they are yeah um so i don't know i agree and then they wish each other happy solstice Mm -hmm. and that is the end end. you know it feels like so quick that we like talk through four chapters compared to normal but i mean it's novella it's a it's a novella season so seasonella yeah i'm I'm gonna keep seasonella i still think it's a cute name Um, all right. Well, what do you guys think? Did you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, wait. What chapters are we doing what? next week? Oh, great. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> next week, we will be doing chapters 9 through 14. All righty. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!